The following has been a Shirt Off Your Back production. ShirtOffYourBackAZ.com Welcome to the Shirt Off Your Back podcast where we fight fire with fire. I didn't go with the West Side Savage Daddies, but uh, I was tempted to, but might be a little bit too much of a niche inside joke for people to get. So um, I have two firefighters with me, uh, Matt and Travis. Hi. Yes, go ahead and say hi. Hey. Hey. <laughs> hey. They're, they're too macho for podcasts. but uh, um, So this is an idea I've had for a little while. I um, wanted to have... Uh, Kind of what I'm trying to do with this podcast, um, give you guys sort of an overall idea of, of what I'm trying to do with this, uh, is have people in the community, people in the state, around the country or whatever, people that are just doing cool, noble, fun, creative, worthwhile things. Um, you guys are firefighters. I think that's a pretty noble profession. Um, it's, it's probably romanticized a little bit and, uh, almost, I don't know if people have like a, a clear picture of what you guys do every day. Um, so if you guys want to just introduce yourselves, tell the audience of, I don't know, 50 people, however many people are going to listen to this, <laughs> tell the audience about yourself, uh, about yourselves, where uh, you're sure, at in yeah, life. I'm, I'm Travis Sanders and I've been a fireman for 11 years now, married, two kids, nine and seven. For Phoenix, right? Yeah, Phoenix Firefighter. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Jonovich, I've been with the Phoenix Fire Department for eight years. And I got my first little boy on the way. Isaac will be here in about a month. Um, so, Any day. Yeah. Real soon. I know. Um, I'm trying to see how I can pack it. I can try to get everything done before he comes. So I think we're not that far away. My wife will tell you very yeah. different. <laughs> Yeah. Even, even if that's like, everybody's like, are you ready? And you're like, I don't, I don't know. How do you ever really know if you're ready to have kids? You know, no, you don't. one, you're not no, ever Two, like, how do you ever really know that you're ready? You know? Yeah. Um, so take me through kind of the, the day in the life of a firefighter, your average shift. I know every day is not the same. Some days are better. Some days are worse than others, but what does a typical day or a typical shift or multiple shifts? I know you guys work like what four on and two off or something or three off or what? Uh, Phoenix is 24 on 24 hours on and 48 hours off. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so what is, what does a day in the life of a firefighter look like? Well, it probably depends what shift you're on too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We probably have to start there because my sure. day on B shift is probably going to be a lot different than his day on C shift. Right. Okay. Like I clean a lot, but he goes straight to break. So yeah. Yeah. The first, yeah. As soon as we show up, we're on break. So <laughs> C, C shift is basically overnight. Uh, or? No, no. So there's, there's three shifts. There's a uh, shift. They are the super heroes. Yeah, they wear their capes yeah, to work. They wear their capes to work. They're okay. amazing. They, and then B shift really goes the other direction. So they, yeah. they try not to show up yeah. when they show up. So known as knuckle drag. What are, yeah. what are those hours look like? Well, it's uh, 8 a.m. to 8 a.m. the next day. Yeah, so full 24 hours. 
and then with 48 hours off. Um, mm -hmm. So if you're showing up at 8 a.m. though, that's, you know, you're giving terrible relief. Normally guys try to show up around like 7.30 in the morning. Yeah. So my day normally starts, um, especially if I'm gonna go to work and I was off the day before, uh, wake up uh, early, I'll go to the gym and work out, and then I'll head to work because, you know, with our job, you just never know. I mean, you don't know when you're going to eat. You don't know if you're hmm. taking a shower and, you know, you get, you know, a fire on the toilet. So for me, you know, obviously staying in shape is something that we got to do as firefighters. So I don't like to be interrupted. It kind of helps set my day off. So I do that first. Um, then, so I'm, I'm a rover, so I can work anywhere in the valley, but normally okay. I always work in the north side. Um, so I'll call in 6.15 in the morning, where am I going? And then I'll, you know, head that way. When I get there, you know, you just check out your gears, make sure everything's good to go, check out the truck, say hi to the guys. And then normally we might clean, okay. <laughs> depending on, <laughs> you know, but, uh, but the really, and it's something I've kept with me since day one is, I don't, I don't lax when it comes to my equipment that I have, my, my sure. turnouts. Um, and then the same thing with checking off the truck, because that literally is, you know, my, my turnouts are my lifesaver. I don't know my tools, where they're at, and making sure that everything's properly stocked, everything's ready to go. Then when the emergency, because it, you know, it, there, we do have real emergencies. Stuff mm -hmm. has to happen right now. Yeah. So if it's not ready to go or something wasn't connected that was supposed to be, um, you know, who's that going to look bad on? Who's, mm -hmm. you know, and it could, you know, it's not just looking bad. It's also going to make a difference. So, yeah. Uh, but that's kind of my typical morning. Yeah. Mine's, mine's pretty similar. I have a spot, so I don't have to call in in the morning and find out where I'm going. Okay. Um, I just show up to my station and, uh, I, since it is my station, I, I have a little more responsibilities there. The guys coming in, I let them know kind of how the day is going to go if they are rovers. Oh, okay. Who's taking the plug today? Who's pulling the line today? Sort of like a team lead kind of kind of yeah I'm position. The senior fireman on the truck, so okay. You know, it falls on me. The captain is in charge of it, but he he relies on me to make sure the other firefighters were were running and together and doing the the same job. And we're on the same page, so. Um, but yeah, checking off my gear, like Matt said, it's it's how I stay alive in a mm -hmm. bad situation, and then yeah. checking off all the equipment on the truck so that when we need something, it's ready to be used. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So we just do a good job or we're called professional firefighters. And part of that professionalism means that we have to be ready to, yeah. to do the job yeah. whenever it happens. What does, um, how, how romanticized or how far fetched or exaggerated are like movies when you see firefighters in movies and they're fighting, fire, fighting fires and stuff like that. And well, it's just like <laughs> one fire after another and, yeah. you know, rescuing yeah. kittens and babies. And, and I know that stuff, <laughs> I know that stuff probably. Yeah, Chicago yeah. fire is absolutely true. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that is That's the very true, are, yeah. you know. Like I, I know that stuff yeah. probably happens to some degree, but what does, what does your day look like as far as like after you get there, after you find out where you're going, after you check out all your gear, after you may or may not clean. It's not like you. <laughs> Just like I said, depends what shift you're on. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's not necessarily like you're sitting around and waiting for an emergency, right? No, no, no. We have we have a pretty busy day. So our day starts off checking off everything, getting together as a crew, making sure we're on the same page. Yep. But then from then on, we're, we're working out together because it's morning. So that's how our days are usually busy in the mornings. 
So we, we either work out, we go shopping, pick up all the food we're going to sure. cook for that shift. Um, depending on what station you're at, you rotate schedules on cooking. So Yeah. And I've, I've seen firefighters like out yeah. and about, like out to lunch and yep. shopping. Yep. And then all yep. of a sudden they just drop their stuff and run out because yeah, they have that's an emergency yeah. they have to respond we're, to. We're always on call. So I think that's something that some people don't understand is that right. while we're shopping, while we're going to the gym, all those activities that we do when mm -hmm. I take you through my day, those are always being interrupted. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't include the calls into that because I don't know when they're going to happen. Right. You just mm -hmm. have to be able to adapt and overcome. Yeah. Yeah. You might not see the station yeah. uh, all morning. All you know, morning. sometimes just you're just going to another one to another one. Like to right, one. right when you show up. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah. So being and that's why like showing up early is important, but also being like ready to like ready to go. Yeah. Ready I mean, to work when you get there. Because, yeah, you just don't you just don't yeah. know. Or you could have the whole morning. You get a good workout in. You shop, you're not interrupted, you eat chow and, you know, and, you know, so you really, yeah. But as far as being ready, it doesn't, yeah. I mean, I mean, if how you, many times have you not eaten? Like we've eaten lunch yeah. at, we just did the other day. We ate lunch at four o'clock. Okay. Yeah. We were busy. If, if you had to put a percentage on it, what percentage would you say is like, like we had a good day, we had a couple calls, but we had time to kind of clean and eat and everything and do what we needed to do. And then other days where it was just like chaos and we got nothing done and we were just on call after calls at like 50, 50, 60, 40. Uh, I, I feel like it, and it used, probably depends it on the shift have, again. We used to have more, uh, more days that were, you could kind of, because the call volume is increasing every year, yeah, every year it's going every up, year. up more okay. and more. And we aren't building new fire stations to keep up with that at all. We've only built one since I've been on, I think. Only one fifty-five. That's, okay. that's interesting. Actually, built a new station. We've had, you know, like fifty-eight got rebuilt, but I mean that was, you know, I'm trying to think of new stations. You think were you on when fifty-six came in or? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, so how many? Like, yeah, what's the percentage that I'd feel like I wasn't busy today? Yeah, if you just had to generalize it, I mean, I, I know that's probably hard Maybe to do. Maybe twenty percent. And, and it's tough because we we normally yeah. work at busier stations yeah. okay. too. So. You know the average. I think what the what eighteen seven. Yeah. How many calls do they average a day? I think it's fifteen each. Uh, yeah. That's okay. So so you think about every call. You know, just on average, maybe takes forty five minutes mm -hmm. to get from actual. You know, off the truck. You know, to get on the truck, drive the call, run the call, and then come back because you might have to go to the hospital. You know, maybe an average yeah. forty five minutes. So if you're thinking about, you know. Even if it was twelve, you know, you're talking about mm -hmm. twelve hour where you're not being able to sleep, not able to um, shower, bathe. I mean, so you're. I mean, I don't know. But then you have other stations that you might only have maybe three calls. Yeah, shift, three it's, or four. It's interesting. They're not. They haven't built any new stations as quickly as the valley what? is growing and as much yeah. as it's expanding, which yeah. explains why the call volume has gone up. Obviously, there's just more people living here. Yeah. Um, now, sort of the, the generalized question, I guess, is how often are you actually fighting fires, putting fires out? Hmm. I guess, Yeah. What explain to people that? what you actually do. You guys don't just fight fires. There's... No. Oh, firefighting oh. is <laughs> yeah. a very small percentage right. of yeah. what we actually do. 10%? 15%? Yeah, maybe 10 if but then, but then you, but then you even break that down farther. Yeah. When you're talking about a good working fire, you know, we're actually got to, you know, we're actually going to be doing some work. 
I'd say less than that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but then, but we go on check smoke, check electrical, uh, yeah. uh, barbecue out of control, uh, dryer fire, you know, like these different that are, that would probably go under the umbrella. Yeah. So that number probably gets pushed up a little bit more of a percentage, but actual good working fire where you're getting dispatched to doing work. Once right. a year. Oh, well, we get them more than that. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but even, but that even, because then on a ladder, we'll get more because we'll get, dis- True. there's more, there's less ladder. So you get dispatched more. So normally that's where I've spent a lot of my time, especially this last mm. year. Um, but yeah, so, so a lot smaller than probably what you'll see on TV. And when you see on TV, they'll like, we wear our SBAs. We're fully turned out. We're not, you know, going in there. Hey, you know, yeah. you know, you know, it's, it's a very, yeah. what people probably have there in their mind and what actually happens inside. I mean, we don't even know where the heck we're going sometimes in the fire because it's, it's, it's pitch black. You can't see mm-hmm. anything, especially once you, if you put, start putting water on it. It's right. really hard to see because then, like, so the best time is Makes almost smoke. <laughs> well, it's kind of free burning and getting low and seeing it because that's your only yeah. chance that you might see somebody yeah. uh, even alive. I mean, if we if we can hardly be in there yeah. with our turnouts on, everybody's dead. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're dead in there. If we're, if we're having now in any of that room, now there's a chance yeah. that it hasn't gone to the back part of the room where you could have somebody still be alive. But I mean, and that's the reason why Phoenix is. I mean, we're known as a fast, aggressive. We are always we're always offensive until we're defensive. Okay. Yeah. You guys do a lot of, uh, wellness checks and stuff like that too. Right. As far yeah, as like the medical side of it, you're talking yeah. about. Sure. Yeah. That, yeah. That's kind of what I wanted to talk about the majority. That's kind of what I wanted to get into because I know you guys do a lot of EMT work and medical stuff and wellness checks. I, um, I knew a retired police chief and he said, um, he told me a story. He's like one of the, the, uh, I forget the term he used. He, he didn't say weird, but he said one of the most like, he said it was early on in my career. And uh, he said, I kind of realized what this job was really kind of about. Um, they went and did a wellness check on an older lady who the, it was like the granddaughter or the daughter called and said, Hey, like I was supposed to have lunch with my grandma yeah. and I can't get a hold of her. Um, we were supposed to meet at like 12 and it's like four 30. I can't get a hold of her. I don't know where she's at. Um, I have no way of getting to her house. Can you go by her house and just do a wellness check? So they go on the wellness check. They knock on the door. Uh, no answer. I don't know if he was supposed to or not, but he said the door is unlocked. We went in the house, whether mm-hmm. they're supposed to do that or not. I don't know. Cause you never know what's behind the closed door, I guess. But he goes in and found her on the toilet and she just couldn't get off the toilet. Sure. Her back hurt, her legs hurt. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, yeah we just, we helped this old lady off the toilet and cleaned her up and, yep. and tried to, preserve as much dignity, yep. you know, for her as we could, because she's a human being, you yes. know? Uh, but he was like, that's when I kind of realized like this job is, is very much about community service and very much about just serving everybody <laughs> good, yep. bad, and ugly. And, and as much as it is about putting out fires, you know? Yeah. So we are, we are like the catch all. So when people don't know what to do and don't know how to take care of a situation, they call us to mm-hmm. do it. So yeah, we, Oh man, that we take care of problems. We're just problem solvers. Yeah. That's the best way. And that's what I always was told like when I first got it. my my father, he's also in the fire department. He actually just retired back in uh, June. Yeah. Uh, he was on for over thirty five years. That's why I was almost curious to see if he'd want to come on and do this podcast. Yeah, it would be it'd be, it'd be good to have him on. It'd be interesting. You know, um so I kind of you know, so I kind of grew up with it. And my brother, he's also on the on the fire department too. Actually I got I've been working with him. But 
problem solving is definitely what we do. It's firefighting is what might be on, you know, firefighter might be on our shirt, but problem solving is really what we do. <laughs> yeah. Um, because yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, we've, man, one of them, these two ladies were fighting and then one of them threw the other bag up in the tree and we had to go retrieve a bag after a fight. That seems right. We got called out for a medical Like a purse, like a handbag? See, yes. And it was, and mm. I've had, I've had a kitty cat extrication yeah. where I've had to extricate a kitty cat out of a U-Haul, a metal U-Haul band that got stuck. There's so many weird, like, Call like Stephen. I mean, I, I could probably just go on animal calls. I'm sure you could too. I appreciate was, the fact that you're a grown man and a firefighter, and you called it a kitty cat. Yeah, I was yeah. Point that was that cute. Too. Yeah, I keep saying that. <laughs> I know. I, I'm gonna keep on rolling with that. My little kitty cat. Kitty cat. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the kind of the stereotypical kind of rescuing a kitten out of a tree. You know. Yeah, probably because I was just watching yeah. wedding crashers and they said kitty cat. Oh, uh, okay. Cat. <laughs> it could be a, my head. But yeah, but as far as going back to the call, you just don't. You know, that's what we're really doing. And I mean, a lot of those calls that you talked about where people just they, they can't keep because, right, there's a transition where you go. I can take care of myself to now I can no longer take care of myself. Yeah. And that transition period period is where they're calling us right now. All of a sudden, mm -hmm. you know, hey, mom can no longer she can no longer drive. She can no longer take care of herself. Family's not around to take care of her. She doesn't have any money saved up. We're, what are we going to do? Yeah. And eventually, sometimes we see them go downhill. We try to hook them as, up with as many resources as possible. Mm -hmm. yeah. But sometimes people are just kind of stuck too. And and then those how that's start becoming our regulars. Yeah. Uh, so how do they how do they determine? You call nine one one. How do they determine who goes out, who gets dispatched? If it's a fire, obviously they're going to dispatch to the fire department first. Mm -hmm. um, but as far as like if it's an accident, um, I don't know if you guys can speak to how that process works. Like. There's a car accident. You see firefighters and EMTs at the scenes of car accidents too. Mm -hmm. um, how how much does that play in? Like how often is that part of your day? And what does that like dispatch process look like? Like a call comes in yeah. for a car yeah, accident. Sure. Who shows up first? So the way our dispatch system works is uh, PD always gets the call first and then they'll okay. transfer it to fire if they don't have anyone to send or if they think they don't need to go on. So Okay. And it goes to our dispatch center and our dispatch center, we work off mutual aid. So it doesn't matter if it's Glendale, Peoria, Phoenix, Mesa, any of those cities, the closest unit to that incident goes. Okay. So, so we run routinely run calls in Glendale or in Scottsdale. Okay. Yeah. And so it's just to get the service which, there. Which kind of makes as sense. As quickly as possible. Which kind of makes sense the way all the cities in the Valley are kind of connected. It's not like, well, no, that fire's in Glendale. We to can't regular go. people, it does make sense. To the fire service, it's actually pretty innovative. It, yes. We were the first to do mutual to aid. To do the mutual aid huh. system. What do you, okay. I don't even know how many years oh, ago it I started. But I don't know either, but it's been a long well time. Well before my time. Huh. But other, other cities and agencies throughout the nation and the world have come to observe our mutual aid system to figure out how we do this. Because Yeah, that's really cool. Because yes. people want to take care of their own cities. Mm -hmm. They don't want other people doing it for them. And also other cities don't want to fund taking care of somebody else's city, right? So right. Yeah, if we're always servicing Glendale, we're like, well, Glendale needs to pay for their stuff. Yeah. And so you have that bickering that starts. But hmm. I think, yeah, I remember the, how it first started. They said it was on, uh, it was like the Glendale Phoenix, like um, the border. And yeah. the house was, you know, on, on fire on the Glendale side. And the closest Glendale track 
was on another call. And the, so, yeah, the Phoenix would be the next closest one. Yeah. And they were not dispatched to go on to it, you know. Hmm. But, yeah, if, if one – because then I think that's where you probably started getting to a little bit of the political side and money. Because you think about it, it, it costs money to run trucks. Sure. Trucks are expensive. Uh, employees are expensive. Supplies are expensive. So when you call 911, you don't get a bill at the end. You know, yeah. we don't we don't say okay swipe your credit card right right so if you're continually running to other cities you know and i know that phoenix is having a little problem with that with uh scottsdale and one of their trucks they're moving trucks so now phoenix a lot of their calls they're having to run into scottsdale run into scottsdale run into scottsdale well you know you know people look at numbers yeah people yeah. you know so we want it because really like to me it comes down you know to how we best serve our you know i mean how do we best serve our, you know, our mm -hmm. citizens of yeah. Phoenix? We want to get there as fast as possible, but you know, then you have the whole, you know, probably political side of it too, and you want to try to make things easier. Yeah, and it's very, it's very glamorized and kind of romanticized, like being a firefighter. And you see TV shows and movies, and people have this kind of idea of what they think you guys do, but I don't think the average person doesn't really know. Yeah. You know, if yeah. if you would it's tell the average, messy. huh? It's pretty messy job. Yeah, it's not. You don't feel glorious doing some of the stuff right, you have to do. Right, right. And that's pu most public service jobs. You don't really feel glorious until you work in like D.C. And then, you know, you're elite and you can do whatever you want. Right. And, uh, what kind of speaking of that, it's it's not a it's not a glorious job. It's it's a messy job. How much of um, how much of it? it it's got to be hard to keep work and home separate sometimes or are you guys pretty good at that pretty good at saying okay i'm home now i kind of need to switch work off and put the last 24 hours behind me um is that something you guys have struggled with at different times in your lives is it something you struggle with currently is it an ongoing struggle what does that look like yeah, for you guys i can't speak to what how matt's done we've all had to deal with <clears throat> calls that are pretty challenging mm -hmm. you know like the boyfriend beating the girlfriend's son to death, you know, yeah. that's a hard one to, yeah. to swallow and yeah. take home and forget about, you know? Yeah. Um, so you try to try to handle it as best you can. And we have a lot of services that really help us with that too. Um, like employee assistance programs. Yeah. And, uh, work through, work through challenging calls. But yeah. Um, yeah, my family is a huge support system to me yeah. and through my church as well. Uh, yeah. you know, just the friendships I have there are able, I'm able to vent and get rid of that. Yeah. But I think Matt would agree with me. The, the crew that you're with, um, they're the best resources you have because mm. you went through the same experience sure. together. And when you go through that together, you can vent together, you can work, work it out together, yeah. um, through joking and just getting your mind off of it and, yeah. and yeah. getting, getting that out of your head. Is there much of a, like a stigma with, I can't imagine there is, but there might still be a little one is much of a stigma with like, Hey, like these last couple calls or these last couple weeks have been really, really hard on me. I need to go use some of that employee assistance. I need to go see a counselor or a therapist or, or whatever. Um, or generally are, are firefighters pretty supportive of one another in that regard? Well, we, I mean, there's definitely the support is there. I mean, but this is, and it's the culture's kind of changed a little mm -hmm. bit, but yeah. it was very, hey, we're men here. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're you know, there is no weakness. Well, there's we plenty of women. Off. 
There's yeah. plenty of women that join of the fire course. department now too. So I that's just, something that's changed but, over the last you know, yeah. decade but, or two. But, but normally culture, it takes a while for culture to change. Yeah. Yeah. And the fire service is no, no different. So even though women have been in this, you know, 50, 60 plus years, mm -hmm. it's still because who were even hired? The women that we were hiring probably even back then were probably okay being a little bit more rough or being around men, being yeah. you know, used to men, men, men and women, you know, different humor, sure, just different things, how you can. So, but as far as, yeah, difficult calls go, I mean, yeah, like when you talked about the boyfriend beating up the kid, mm -hmm. we had several of those. Um, also, there was one that we had, it was a SIDS, SIDS, a sudden infant yeah. syndrome, a uh, six month old. And mm. uh, at the time, my nephew was also six months. I'm doing chest compressions on him. And all I can think about is, man, you know, yeah. this is the same. Uh, actually, within the first week that I was on uh, the fire department on probation, um, uh, we went on a code, a code, basically, they're, they're, they're dead, and we're yeah. trying to bring them back to life. And she looked just like my mom, like her face, she was bigger mm. than my mom, but she looked just, you know, wow. I remember doing the chest. I'm like, God, this is so weird. Yeah. But if I, and I, and he mentioned a little bit about, you know, if, if I didn't have the faith that I had, I don't, you know, those would probably bother me a lot more. Yeah. If I didn't have that in my life, that would, those calls probably would stick with me longer. Um, but, you know, it's also, I think, realizing, hey, this is our job. You have a job to do. When I was doing chest yeah. compressions, I'm thinking, you know, I'm still thinking about, I, I'm, this is my, this is my job. You turn, yeah. I think you turn into a little bit different mode. And when I get home, the only time I ever get affected is, you know, lack of sleep. Not, yeah. not really the calls okay. because, you know, I don't know. Just probably my faith too. Yeah, I don't. I mean that that's my hats off to you guys because I know that would that would affect me a lot. Like I would have a really hard time kind of switching off and switching on, and the lack of sleep, of course, would bother me. But though I know myself, I know like those kinds of calls would they would stick with me and it, they would. <laughs> they would they would mess my head up for sure yeah. um you know I, I don't know um you know one experience i had with well i shouldn't say one but the, the biggest one that sticks out in my mind was i had a um a guy i was working with he was an older gentleman pretty heavy set and he wasn't i don't i wouldn't say he was an alcoholic but i know he drank quite a bit i mean he he talked a lot about whiskey and stuff and that's a good sip in whiskey and that's a really good bourbon and you know um, I'm just like, okay, I, I have a beer like once or twice a month, but you know, um, he was a really good guy and he ended up having, uh, I believe he ended up having a brain aneurysm like right in front of me. And it was literally like you and I were just sitting yeah. here talking and I turned around and grabbed a tool off the back of his van and heard this crash. And I turned around and he's laying face down on the ground and I did CPR. I did chest compressions as much as I've been trained to do, yeah. you know, and, uh, called 911. I could hear uh, you know, sirens almost right away. And the firefighters and, you know, the EMT showed up and they started working on him and they were like, Hey, they, you know, they were like, are you okay? And, you know, I said, yeah, I'm, I'm all right. I just wish I could have done more. And they're yeah. like, they're, they looked at me and they're like, there's nothing more you could have done. They're like, he's they're like, it was routine for them because mm -hmm. they're like, we've seen this before. Mm -hmm. they're like he's gone. Like yeah. he's, they knew pretty much right away. Like there's nothing more you could have done. And it was, you could tell everything was very systematic and everything was very pre-planned and everything was very um, kind of by the book, you know, they knew what they were doing. And even then they were like, Hey, there's nothing you could have done. So that gave me a little bit of peace of mind, but 
I still see that. I still think about that guy yeah. every day. Yeah. And I, I can still see his face, you know? Right. <laughs> and I can't, that only happened to me once. So I'm like, I can't imagine doing that a couple times a week or a yeah. couple times a month or whatever, you know? Honestly, there's um, like, a, I mean, not, not to like belittle any of the serious tragedies that people go through, but I, I don't know for me, like it's almost like a switch. Like I go, yeah. I go to work, take care of the call. And when we're leaving, almost before we even get back to the station, I forgot everything what we were doing. Hmm. Like I'm, I, you know what I'm talking <laughs> I about. I know exactly what like, you're talking about. Like I'm know? not going to, yeah. I don't know if it takes time to do that, but like pretty quickly you adapt to this, yeah. this culture where like, you can't hold on to these things because right. you have to go to the next call at 100%. So you don't have time to yeah. hang on to anything that you just yeah. did. That's over. It's done. You yeah. did everything you could. And now you got to move on to the next one. So a lot of times I'll come home or, I'll have friends ask me like, Hey, what's, what's some crazy stuff you stuff you've had to deal with? And I'm like, I don't know. Like well, I can't even think of it. Well, one, you they probably like they're gone. They're yeah. I deleted them. Out and of two, mind. you probably oh. don't necessarily want to. Yeah. You know, uh, well, you said I have calls that stand like I can, there's I, certain there's, ones that there's stand one, out, you know, that, that really we, had, we delivered a, uh, it was seven, 17 week year old fetus. Yeah. And, mm. um, and it was, I, I, we got there and I thought it was, it was dead. It was just basically in a towel. And all of a sudden you see the little baby like wow. move. Yeah. And so on that one, the one that probably, probably sticks with me is we, we transported the baby and mother. Uh, my medic, uh, uh, Andrew Freeman, was uh, keeping the heartbeat of the kid. And I was putting blow by oxygen by it. And just like, oh, my gosh, you know, we're going to the hospital. Hopefully, you know, we're trying to save this little, you know, because you can kind of make it out like a 17-week-year-old. You know, yeah. And when we got there, they put, when we got to Thunderbird, they put it basically like in a box and that was it. And like at the time I forgot about the whole, like 20 weeks, I say it's not viable for life. It's just not developed enough. Yeah. I'm like, Man, we just did this whole thing and now it's dead. And the mom was like a drug addict that got <sighs> on, you know, like, so that like, so there's probably like a few calls to me that stand out, but did I go home and like, you know, right? did it change anything with me? No. Just, I don't know. I know what I'm getting into. And I know that, you know, kind of, I don't know. It's God's, yeah. God's plan is better than mine. So whatever yeah. happens here on this life, I can, I can only, this is, this is my view. I can only see this much of the world. It's only through my lens. So when, when I take that into account, why, you know, why things happen, obviously there was, you know, the reason and, behind it. And the protocol on that is you, you have to do something, right? You can't just show up and be like, ah, the baby's not going to live. Like you can't, yeah. you have to do something, right? Because it, it was interesting. Those firefighters told me they kind of like, they, they worked and they did CPR and they used the defibrillators and all that, but they pretty much told me they're like, yeah, he's, he's not, he's gone. Like yeah. there's nothing more you could have done. So even though they knew he was gone, they still did their job, you know, and tried to do the best they could to revive him or, you know, um, bring him back, you know? So yeah. what is, I, I don't know. What does what does protocol look on something like that? Where, like you said, it's a 17 week old fetus, that you know, and you're kind of like, okay, it's like a hundred to one that we're gonna, yeah, help and this baby start. But you still have to do something, right? Mm. I mean, mm. I was gonna say, yeah, the obvious signs, rigor, right. uh, pool, like where the lividity, where the blood pools, yeah, So there is some like signs that hey, there is nothing that we can okay. do, but. I think a lot of times we still we kind of keep that same mindset offensive until it's defensive. Yeah. If we okay. feel like there's a if we feel like there's a chance to save because man we've gone on some 
terrific car accidents. Yeah. Well, we've been, you know, where I thought, you know, trauma codes and when we were end up, you know, we were able to bring them back. I mean, or how many times someone's been down, we've been able to bring them. So like, I think it's, you stay offensive until yeah. it's not. And, you know, you know, and we'll try, I mean, we've transported dead people before, sometimes just for the family. Mm-hmm. You know, we're like, you know, hey, it's really close, but we know it's probably not. But how would that look if we get there and we don't do anything? Right. Now, sometimes it's just better to do it sometimes maybe for the family's sake. You know, we've done that before, too. You know, hmm. just if it, because you think about it, just think about how you're when you're when your friend went down. Right. Yeah. Just imagine if that's your your kid. And, right. And like, hey, I called 911. You guys need to help. You guys. Yeah. So there's been some times that it's been very, man, I'm almost uncomfortable being in here, working in here because, mm-hmm. you know, the, you know, tension's very high, but that's where yeah. professionalism, keeping a calm manner, you know, explaining what you're doing, you know, keeping trying to bring it back down. But yeah. You know, yeah. Thankfully we run, like we do work as a team and we're <laughs> given a lot of liberty to make choices in the yeah. situations in the mm. decisions and the situations that we're in. Because we're in the field, we're not in a in a sterile environment like a hospital. So they just go by the book. This is how we're going to do it, and we don't get to do that all the time. Sometimes there's there's people running around with guns. Sometimes there's yeah. there's intense family members that are <clears throat> shouting and yelling and pulling on us, and so we need to make judge. We need to be able to make accurate judgment calls in those situations. So they're in the back of the house. How yeah. are we going to get, how are we going to get this person out? It's a hoarder house. Right. And there's right. so much stuff. How are we going to get it? Maybe we got to make out this window. Are we going to use a board? Are we not? Are we yeah. going to yeah. carry out? Are we going to, yeah. So that's why, that's why really when I say it's problem solving, that's all sure. we try to do. What is, what is the best way that we're going to solve this problem? Yeah. And of course we always try, like we'll give everybody as much chance as we can mm-hmm. when it comes to like saving their life. Yeah. So, how much, um, you know, the typical nine to five employee, you know, they get home and they walk in the door and, oh, hey, honey, how was your day? And, you know, oh, well, you know, Bob at the office and that <laughs> rascal, that knucklehead. <laughs> Do you guys, you guys come home, you're, you guys are both married and, and you know, family and, and you know, you yeah, have a family for all intents and purposes and, uh-huh. you know, a little one on the way. How often do you guys get home and actually talk about work? Or is it kind of like you just, you don't really want to talk about work. It's not, um, I don't know. You guys both seem like you're pretty good at sort of switching it off and then, okay, I'm home now. Um, I think there's probably obvious things where, okay, I've had a rough shift. Um, I'm going to go home and kind of unwind and try to relax a little bit. I don't know, kind of in that, that same vein, like what a, what did like the divorce rates and stuff look like among oh, firefighters, you know? High. They're high. Yeah. High. Yeah. Between sleep deprivation and the stressfulness of our job, just the things we have to deal with. Yeah. Being um, gone 24 if you hours. Like, honestly, like yeah. Matt was saying, my faith is really what holds, holds hmm. me and, you know, lets me know that this is who I am and I'm going to be this person no matter what, what I have to deal with. Yeah. Um, and then having my wife, on the same page as me is huge. So like we were saying earlier, uh, there are certain calls that stand out, but for the majority, I don't even, when I go home, I'm at home, I'm not at work anymore. Yeah. So I'm there for my kids and my wife and I don't even think about work. Hmm. But for those calls that do stand out, she's my support system. So I go home and I can tell her about that. And though she doesn't she doesn't understand fully what I'm yeah. going through, she can support me through that. And, 
and it's it's very big benefit but yeah. um, not everybody has that a lot of a lot of guys on the job they're either i don't know married to women that don't quite understand the culture or they don't they just don't get it and uh so that support isn't from the, it doesn't come from there and it can it can be wearing on your marriage mm -hmm. yeah or yeah you start having problems with your yeah with either substance abuse too yeah. or you're being alone you know so it, it can almost yeah. where you start kind of you know that's that circling the drain one's kind of so mm -hmm. with us with having you know probably two stable you know families relationship you know it's probably you know easier but we've been with plenty of firefighters that have gone the other way firefighters taking their own lives yeah um you know and that you talk about the divorce rate yeah i mean because you're gone mm. 24 hours yeah. like you need a strong wife and supports because you're gone hey little johnny's got a flu you know like or, or hey this has came up like your wife is kind of like has to be you know a yeah. decision maker you know and and she's also got to be okay sleeping alone for one third of our working life she's yeah. going to be yeah. sleeping alone in the bed hopefully <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, that's, uh, there's another hopefully right that's, right there. Yeah, because I mean, you're gone. I mean, just that that time being away. I always felt like that's, and that's why it's it's highly encouraged for us to call after dinner time. You know, after dinner time, after everything's cleaned up, most people on the phone. Okay. They're calling their families, and we and they've also tried to make the fire department very family friendly. Hey, sure. your family can come. If they can, I mean, a lot of our you know holidays. They're coming over. And I think that's, you know, I hope that stays because, yeah. you know, keeping families together, I think you're going to have a lot better chance of, you know, yeah. guys staying on the truck and not getting into trouble. Yeah. It, it, in my mind, it would almost have to stay. They couldn't, you couldn't get rid of that culture and keep firefighters for very long or keep firefighters that are in the right headspace to serve their community and serve people without giving them the opportunity to kind of check in with their family and make it in my mind anyway, it would almost have to stay that way. The culture, yeah. you know? Um, yeah, that's, that's tough. It, it, to me, it would, it would have to be hard to, for me anyway, I know myself, it would be hard to not be able to go home and talk about it. Um, because no matter how much your wives get it and can be in a, be a support system, they haven't experienced it like mm -hmm. you guys have, you know? So it's, um, just being able to use them as like a sounding board and, and um, have your wives kind of like actively listen and be like, man, I can't imagine what it's like going through and just be in that support system. That's, that's gotta be a hard position for them to be in too, to know yeah. that he's going to come home and I don't know what he experienced. I don't know what he went through on those 24 hours on shift necessarily. So do you talk? Yeah. I don't even really talk much about, I normally talk more about my other job. I'm normally talking about a real <laughs> yeah. estate. I'm sure I'm normally talking about like a real estate transaction or this or that or yeah. something going on. I really don't even talk that much unless the call like is funny. That's what I yeah, stands okay. out. Like serious it's, calls. Yeah. I almost don't even, I, I mean, yeah. like I said, I can only think of a handful that like really stick with me. Stand Otherwise, out. like I, I love it when they like, we'll get subpoenaed or whatever. Hey, do you remember this call from a year and a half ago about some, you know, call? <laughs> I'm like, I could, was I, yeah, yeah. I, I don't I know. No I have idea. no idea. We run so many, so many of the calls blend together. You know, I can't, you know, some of them are just so, some of the guard calls are just so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and you, I mean, every call of 911 is an emergency and it's yeah. emergency to us, but sometimes yeah. they're just really dumb. They are really dumb. <laughs> Well, it's hard though, because you want, you want to be 
respectful of people and you want, you have to kind of respect their humanity. But then I imagine there's got to be some element of like, oh "Oh, man, I can't. Hey, when when a lady calls you to talk her son down because he had a nightmare, that's Mm. dumb. Yeah. Hey, you know, Johnny's just scared, but, but I can guarantee, but I can guarantee you that expect, like I can only speak to the Phoenix fire department. I can't speak to all fire departments. We will do a great job of being extremely professional on call. Hey, little Johnny, how you doing? You know, you know, this, that, you know, to the mom, extremely professional. Hey, you guys have a wonderful night. If you have any problems, don't hesitate to call us back. Sure. You know, so that's one thing that it's always pride myself, you know, and, with, with that. You know? So you can't necessarily tell them like, Hey ma'am, this isn't really a an appropriate call to call the firefighters or uh, can you kind of instruct yeah. them like, Hey, maybe call this number next time instead. Or Yeah. We bring that up. Yes. Okay. But we're there and yeah, we're, we're going to try to make a positive impact yeah. even if it is dumb. <laughs> even though it's not, yeah. you know, you know, cause they, they live here, they pay taxes. They, yeah. they, they want us to, you know, yeah. We take care of them. So they needed, they felt like they needed the fire department yeah. and we're up and we're there to take care of them. Yeah. Well, and sometimes people don't even, I don't think people realize that they're going to get the fire department when they call them. No. I don't, yeah. That's kind of, that's kind of why I asked like how it gets you know? dispatched. Well, you know? so many people just think they, I call, wait, I just called. I thought I just, just wanted like, an ambulance. I just want an ambulance. Why, why is the fire truck? They don't understand yeah. our service model. Mm-hmm. So normally, yeah, when you call them on 911, they're going to ask you, Hey, is this fire, uh, is this, you know, police or fire? Is this a medical call or is this, you know, a police call? And if it goes, it's a medical call, then they'll go to our dispatch and then they'll, but depending on the call, you might just get a fire engine and depending on the location. So if you're at a doctor's office and they call, you're getting an ambulance automatically sure. okay. um, because they see this higher, like you're most likely going to transport, but most calls, you're just going to get the fire engine and then we'll decide whether you need that ambulance or not. And if people are asking, if they're like, no, we really want, you know, then we'll, We'll, we'll do that we'll because provide. you guys you guys can kind of run triage in the meantime you guys can keep somebody well, calm and, this, and do basic first aid until the ambulance shows this, up or whatever well, or, is and, this a true can you just yeah can you just take your own car and go to the hospital yeah but right. sometimes or do you just, need to go to the hospital do you right. need to go to the hospital sometimes people don't know they'll call us and say well i don't know yeah do i need to go do i not need to go you know yeah. it's basically you're doing you know you're just checking hmm. yeah you know but um yeah I mean, I mean, what that would be a quite. What do you, what do you think the percentage of the time that we get dispatched that we call an ambo? Well, I, on nine thirty, I know that we <laughs> <laughs> we might go on. We go about fifteen calls a shift, but we only transport maybe two or three. Yeah, so. actually transport. You know, yeah. and uh, we've we've put people in the trucks. Yeah, and drove them to the hospital before. I've drove I've drove the other person's car. Huh. You know, I have my license with me. Uh, but yeah. I drove the other car to just get them because we really, and this is one thing that I love about Phoenix too, is we really think what is the best thing yeah. for this patient? What is the absolute, what is, how can we really help them? We're not, we're not uh, profit driven because you call 911 and you have an engine show up, you don't get a bill. You go to the hospital by an ambulance, yeah. you get a bill. So, a very expensive bill. Oh yeah. Yeah, very, yeah. It, well, you <laughs> yeah. and it's this. Remember, you're thinking about it, this is an emergency ambulance. We only have so many mm-hmm. ambulances within our system. So if we're taking you for you know for you know because your foot's hurt for you know three days, and you or you you were prescribed medication, you're not taking your medication, and we're right. taking we're taking an ambulance out of the system. Now that next closest ambulance that right down the street, you know, that's having a true emergency, you know. <clears throat> 
that 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 closest ambulance is now gone. Yeah. So we are really trying to think what is the best, you know, what is the best thing that we can do to help you. Yeah. So we're not, you know, since we're not profit driven, you know. What do you guys do? I don't, I don't necessarily want to go back to this, but this just popped into my head. What do you guys do as far as like those other guys or even those other women that, yeah. that you work with that are struggling, that are, their marriage is struggling because of the job, their faith is struggling, their life is struggling, they're struggling with alcoholism or some kind of substance abuse. What do you guys do as far as to build that camaraderie and to build that, mm-hmm. that fellowship and support one another? And obviously I imagine you guys have you, you kind of touched on it. You have services like probably employee assistance programs where if you need to see a counselor or something, there's there's funds and there's resources available for it. But sure. I don't know if you've had anybody like on your team that struggled with it and how you've kind of interacted and, and navigated that. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's stressful, hard things that we all go through because this is human life. So, um, but we, yeah, we rally around each other a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Fire departments often considered and talked about as a family yeah uh, because you you spend a third of your life with these guys and yeah. girls you know uh, that's a lot of time um it's, it's more than a 40-hour work week amount of time because you're you're living like breakfast lunch dinner sleeping waking up together you know so yeah. that's life together and you get to know each other very well your habits and your likes and your dislikes and so when people come in and there's stressful things going on in their life you can usually find out that within a couple <laughs> seconds of a conversation because you know that person you know. very well. Yeah. Almost uh, like if you're walking in the door, the front door at home. Right. Hey, what's wrong? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I yeah, just you, walked in the I door. How do you know need, something's wrong? Yeah. Like the yeah. way yeah. the way you walk, like I know like I know that Katina when she walks in, if she walks in a certain I, I kind of know yeah. something's up or yeah. something's not kind of these little certain mannerisms right yeah so it's the same deal within the firehouse i mean you guys have a firefighter and a nurse living in the same house so you guys could probably oh, swap yeah. some oh, some yeah. pretty interesting stories and yeah. and matt and stacy same way you yeah. Know? yeah yeah swap some pretty hilarious and dark and you know <laughs> dark. dark dark scary <laughs> stories sometimes uh, i'm sure i was gonna say yeah that that family aspect yeah, is very, very important. And, and then being, because right, you're going to, if you're having problems, right, we're, we're there for 24 hours, multiple times. Like, so, yeah. And so when you do have downtime, I mean, that's, I love that time because for, for me, if I can make a difference with, sometimes I feel like I can make more of a difference that way. Like sure. having, having a conversation with someone, whether it's their family, yeah. whether their finances, whether anything in their life, I feel like sometimes I can have more of a, an impact than I can on a call where we might be with somebody 15 minutes. Yeah. I can't change that person in 15 minutes as far as if it's like an ongoing problem, but I've been able to help people that are on the job with issues, yeah. you know, and that's yeah. where I feel like, and that's kind of where I, I kind of learned a little bit of my calling. And that's all, it's another way we can evangelize, <laughs> you know, you know, we're, since we are, you know, and you can go deep, like, mm-hmm. you know, not everything's surface level, like, you know, maybe people with their nine to five, you know, how deep can you go really? Cause you have to get back to work for us. You know, there might be a few hours that goes by that yeah. we don't have a call and we and can those, have a conversation. We could be having a conversation just like this at the station right now. Where yeah. we're just, Hey, what do you think about the weather? What do you think? You know, <laughs> you know, so. And those emergency calls, you don't really have the time to connect with a person anyway. You're there to do a job. You're there to serve somebody, even, even on the non-emergency calls. It's not like you're going to, you're going to try to connect with that person anyway, because you're there to do a job and, and you almost, 
that's almost not your job necessarily connect with that person, but the people that you're spending 24 hours a day with, of course, you're going to connect with that person over time. And just like you said, they show up on shift and you're like, Hey, something's going on with you. Um, and you almost have to fix it then because you can't, we can't function as a function as a team when one of our members is struggling. You can't come in stressed out because you know, you had an argument with your spouse and come in stressed out and, worrying about that and then be a productive, no, you know, be productive on shifts. Like you almost have to kind of work that out yeah. amongst one another. And yeah. yeah. So I like the, you know, the, the freedom to work out to, I mean, we'll do a lot of gags and jokes with one another. <laughs> we'll, you know, try to keep things as light as possible because yeah. since there is a lot of serious, not like, you know, with, <laughs> And there's more, some stations and some shifts do a little bit more shenanigans than other ones. Um, you know, I, uh, and for, I hope that doesn't go away because I think <laughs> if you, if you're just coming to work and all you're doing is just running calls, it's going to be a very long career. Yeah. yeah. You know, you have to, there has to be in this job, some sort of element of fun release something, because I think that's how you do kind of stay grounded. Yeah. Um, if you don't have those things, if you're just sitting there just running calls, man, it is, it's you're really going to get burned out, burned out. You will not want to be going to work, you know, yeah. and I, man, there's been times in my career that I'm like, I do not want to miss a single shift. I'm just having two. I mean, obviously we're having serious calls. <laughs> you're like, Oh man, I got to go but, home. <laughs> but if you do, you know, like it, you know, but there was, there was a time I'm like, I cannot, I can't wait to yeah. go back to shift because I was having so much fun. And how, yeah. you Your know, belly hurts from laughing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. You know, just the people that you're around the stuff that you yeah. do. And I mean, that's, I mean, creating an, an atmosphere, you know, like that is, that's where you want to be at, you know? So. Yeah. Awesome. Well, anything else you guys want to add to throw on the end there? I mean, I, we kind of touched on a lot and I know I asked, quite a few questions. I don't know if there's, you want to sell anybody on becoming a firefighter, you know, recruiting or anything like that. Or yeah. Well, you, you know, know what? Uh, actually, yeah. I mean, we, we do a lot of interview stuff at our station with guys who are trying to get on the job and they talk about why you want to become a firefighter and the benefits of the job. And, and I think the, probably the biggest benefit that I've, I've noticed and not a lot of people talk about is loving what you do. Hmm. So, like Matt was saying, I just can't wait to get back to work. I mean, how many people can actually say that about what they do for yeah. a living? You know, um, so I think firefighting is probably the the most fun and interesting career you could ever hmm. get, and and people love to see you show up. Yeah, you know, I respect the the heck out of cops, but man, people don't like seeing them show up to call. Usually, yeah, they're not there for. They get just as much interesting stuff, but yeah. people don't always want to see them but man people love when we show up we love going to work because of the people we work with yeah and it's always a different always different every single shift is a different yeah. calls and different experience so it's a super rewarding career yeah awesome yeah uh, yeah it's something i want to do since i was a little kid i mean other than playing being a professional athlete which I realized was going to wave, was going to wave bye bye to me, yeah. you know, a long time. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was it, you know. And probably a, a lot of it happened with my dad. I mean, it's funny. My dad never once pushed it on us at all. Like it was just, yeah. hey, you want to come? Like it was never like, hey, this is something you should do. I mean, like to me, I knew with being a firefighter that 
I, I knew I'd never be rich, mm-hmm. but I knew that my family was going to be well taken care of. Yeah. You know, that it was a profession that, you know, I, I feel like there is honor in it. You feel like, you know, you, you can't. Oh, yeah, for and, sure. And, um, you know, yeah. So if you want a job where you can, you know, work out, you can have fun, you can be serious, you can use, you know, the skills that you learn to, you know, I don't want to say actually make a difference because a lot of jobs you can make a difference, but like this one, you know, man, sometimes you're really making a difference in somebody's life. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I love it. I'd do it again. Um, and what little kids don't like firefighters? It's true. You know, um, you, you, you're, yeah, well, you're out shopping and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, Oh, they see the fire truck and you know, yeah. I had the same enamoration with uh, the garbage truck too. So, well, <laughs> That loses its yeah. glamour after a while, though. But yeah, I mean, it's a city. It's a city job, though. You know, yeah. it can't be bad. Yeah, no. I mean, if you yeah, if you want some stability and you know benefits, I mean, I, I don't know. Like I said, I knew that you know we're not going to be you know rich and wealthy, but um, yeah, you know, I don't know. It's you get to work with your hands, get to get outside, you get to. Well, and like you yeah. said, problem solve too. You're yeah. using yeah. a lot of a lot of communication skills, a lot of critical thinking skills, a lot of kind yeah. of puzzle solving. You know, how are we going to dissolve this situation or you know resolve this conflict or whatever? So, and another thing I like about it is 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 you know the men and women they they normally have they're they're kind of more a lot of them seem to be go getters. They're doing something else. Like I know that when my dad got on, like everybody had a side job. Yeah. I mean, like so, like you know, people bring their their vehicles. We'll work on the vehicles together. And I mean, I can't okay. tell you how many times you get to evangelize too. Yeah. I mean, I get to yeah. you know, I don't have to worry. I pray before I eat my food. I I can't tell you how many conversations have sparked just because I do that. Yeah. Oh oh wow! I did you know like you know just so I don't know. Dude, you're I, praying I over your racing brand. Well, yeah. yeah. Let me tell you why. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I, yeah, I think, you know, yeah, if you are looking to evangelize, you like people, you like, you know, where I think, yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Well, thank you guys. This is something I've wanted to do for a while and something I've kind of had in the, in the back of my mind and I appreciate you guys stopping by and, and talking about the highs and lows and yeah. funds and not so funds of being a firefighter. So, uh, yeah. um, you guys ever think of anything else you ever want to come on and talk about and you know let well, me know. I was going to say what did you what what did you pull away from this? What did you what did we tell you that you didn't think that you knew or Well, I know you guys you and I've talked to you about it before. So um I think I think the biggest thing is I'm actually surprised in I'm actually surprised mostly just because of the way I think and the way my brain works or doesn't work. I'm actually really impressed and surprised at your guys' ability to um, have those kinds of calls not affect your life so much Um, and how you're able to kind of navigate that. Because I know myself and there's no way I'd be able to do that. There's no way. Um, So it definitely takes a special kind of person and whether that's somebody that can be trained to do that or whether that's something that's kind of just inherent in your personality, I don't know. But... um, that to me is super impressive because I, I maybe, and maybe I glamorize it and I sort of romanticize it a little bit like the Chicago fire kind of thing where, you know, you come home and then you have all these issues at home because of your job and you have all these issues at job because of, you know, your home life. And, and I imagine that happens to some degree uh, with certain people within the fire department, but for you guys to be able to just be like, yeah, I don't, I don't really think about those calls that much to me is really impressive. And, and, 
somewhat surprising. I, I don't know. I would have thought it would have been a lot harder, but again, that's just my mind. I think I, I might internalize stuff maybe too much or internalize it a lot more, but I guess it definitely, I don't know. Do you, do you think that's something that can be trained or is that something that it just kind of takes a natural mentality? You guys talked about your faith. Um, obviously that plays a big role in it, but, um, I, I'm almost wondering if that's sort of like a, almost like a natural defense mechanism too, where your brain just just like, Nope, we're not gonna, you know, we're going to leave that part at work and we're going to keep this part at home. I don't know, but yeah, I don't know. Like, do you always, have <laughs> when I was a young firefighter, I had, I had older guys talk about that. Like you need to be able to be a dad and husband at home and be a yeah. fireman here and you need to be able to separate those two a little bit so that you can function properly. Mm-hmm. I don't think I really understood how that, what they meant until I had to do it for a while. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it comes naturally, naturally a little bit. Yeah, I think you're probably a little, you know, maybe predisposed to personality because right, people it. have, you know, but I think for for me, I want to. I mean, since my dad was on, I do a lot of ride-alongs. Like, yeah, so okay. I got to see a lot of probably what a lot of other kids wouldn't have seen. Like, I remember, especially when my dad worked, there was a lot of gang violence and a lot of. Yeah. Like, one time, I, I don't, you know, one of the guys got stabbed in the head, and they're like coming out. I think I was like seven years old. And you could see, like, yeah, like so. You know, I don't know. I guess seeing that, you know, there's a lot of bad things in this life. And if you can't, but if you can't move on and move past it. Yeah. And it doesn't, it doesn't seem like, it doesn't seem like you get desensitized to it. It just seems like you, you sort of accept that like, Hey, the world is broken. Like there's broken people in the world and there's people hurting. So it's, it's not like you, you're immune to it or you're numb to it, but it's just sort of, you're like, that's a reality, you know? You could have very well talked to, you could have two other firefighters on here that have been divorced and mm-hmm. that will like tell you about how they, you know, they want to leave the job, yeah. Yeah. you know, because we do, I mean, not everybody, you know, I, I know that not everybody's like Travis, you know, that's upbeat, that's, you know, one wants to come to work, um, yeah. you know, so you're probably seeing a little bit more, you know, you're seeing probably one side of, you know, not, yeah. not you know, and, and people are, people are really are struggling with, I mean, there's a reason why we, like, you know, we talked, we touched on a little on suicides. There's been a few different ones since we've mm-hmm. been on, um, you know, substance abuse, um, you know, divorce. I mean, yeah, to me, to me, you could make, and that's, this is great and it's bad. You could make this job everything. Mm-hmm. Every single day that you're off, you could be doing something. There's, there's baby shots. There is the medic. There's the captain. There's the engineer. There's TRT. There's hazmat. Um, yeah. I mean, there's, there's driver's program. training. Yeah. There's, you know, our, our cat. There's so many different things you can do. And so you can start, you know how we had talked about already one third of your life, you're gone from your family. Yeah. Well, you had another day on two thirds <laughs> of your life. You're gone from your family. Yeah. yeah. And then you're, then you're doing something else. So it's very easy to completely wrap yourself all within it where this is it, you know? So I think. And, and neglect that, the other yes, important things in your life. Yeah. So I, I think and that's why mm. it's important to have that balance and yeah. to have, you know, kind of all three. And I think if you have all three of those, it's a lot easier to stay positive, stay motivated yeah. still, you know, but if you start lacking in any of those areas, you start lacking your faith, you start having problems with your family, you start, you know, you know, whether it's yourself, you let yourself go, you're not staying yeah. in shape, you know, if you, any of those fail, you're going to start having problems and you're not going to have mm. this, you know, this man that 
you know, sit next to, you know. <laughs> Aw. <laughs> Make me blush, dude. Yeah. Huh? I'm, uh, I'm also very impressed with the mustache, by the way, Trent. Where's your cool guy firefighter mustache? Oh, you know. I'm, He's got to earn his whiskers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How long did that be on for? I don't know. You know, when did you start the stash? Ten years. Ten years you started yeah, the stash? Ten years on. So I got two more and then yeah, I can then, start. Then can when did you start doing a little flavor saver? Yeah, this deal? <laughs> yeah. You know what? It just looked weird. It looked kind of like Creeper with just the lip hair, so I had to go with the yeah, yeah, and you thought that that would make you look less. Oh, yeah. I look way cooler now. You look, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. I keep telling myself that every day. Yeah. So is that like an unwritten rule? Like you can't have a mustache until you're so many years on? No. <laughs> okay. No, it's, I'm just being stupid. I got yeah. you. I didn't know if it was like just kind of a ribbing no, kind no, of inside joke kind of thing. Not at all. But yeah, you know, I was going to say it would be interesting. You know, I wonder how the Peoria guy would have had this conversation. You I know, wonder what? if they're. I don't you know, know. I tried to yeah come have him come on today. Yeah, Matt Bennett. Yeah, you know, I'll get him. You know, those Peoria firemen, they're a little different. You know, like I said, this is another great one by my dad. We might all wear blue shirts, but we're not all the same. So. Yeah. Kind of leave it at that with your <laughs> I'll get him. I'll get him on here one of these yeah. days. All right. Well, I don't know how long we've been going because for some reason it's about 50 minutes. 50? Yeah. About 52. Oh, okay. About 52 minutes and 53 seconds. Yeah. Some reason my timer started at a weird. I usually go about 45 minutes gotcha. to an hour. So, okay. well, yeah. Thank you guys again. Um, you know, if you guys ever want to come on again, just text me or. Okay. You have like an idea, like, hey, I kind of want to talk about this. Maybe it'd be a good idea. Oh, I thought we were gonna for sure for get into some politics or something. Oh, you know? shoot. Well, we can yeah, we can indeed. do that. We can definitely do that. Yeah. Uh, Invest in real estate, finances. Now that, now that <laughs> I can get homeless. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. we could go. We could go in a lot of different directions. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I'm We could have the same conversation at the station. We're used to having these conversations. Right. Yeah. And we'll, that, so, we'll solve the problem. We'll solve all we'll the problems. Well, that's problems, problems get solved every single day at the fire station. And that's one thing I thought about too. You guys, I've heard you guys talk about different things that you've talked about at the station. And I'm like, you guys have that, that downtime to kind of converse with different people from all walks of life. And uh, mm -hmm. some of the good, the bad and the ugly you've seen. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, you know, obviously I want to be respectful of your guys' jobs and stuff like that. And I don't want you guys to be like, oh yeah, there was this one dude, you know, that, you know, I don't want you guys to get in any trouble or anything like that. But, uh, you know, just kind of talking about the ins and outs of what it's like to be a firefighter, because it's not like it is on TV, I'm sure. Mm. Um, they dramatize it and romanticize it and glamorize it and all these other eyes, whatever you want to, whatever word you want to attach to it. But, alrighty, cool. All right, cool. Thank you guys. Cool. Yeah. Thanks, Colin. Hey, Colin.